Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's Mar May 3rd, 2022, Anna Domine. Today's top headlines, obviously the first one, a leaked draft has revealed that the Supreme Court is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. We're going to get into this and the operation, not just leak, but operation that is afoot. Number two, also in the Supreme Court, a unanimous ruling that the city of Boston violated a Christian group's rights by refusing to fly a Christian flag. Number three, the head of the Department of Homeland Security has admitted that 836,000 illegal migrants were released into the United States since January 21st of this year. And finally, Project Veritas is out again confirming that known terrorists were brought into the United States on those flights coming out of Afghanistan last year. They've got the documents. We're going to report it. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So let's be very clear about what's going on here, because I've seen a lot of people in the conservative movement, and I was up pretty late last night talking to folks, going live. We were doing the Our Father in Latin, explaining what's happening. And I've seen people look at the headlines and see that Roe v. Wade has been struck down. Not true. That's not the case. Here's what's going on. A leaked decision that is yet to come out in a case that is yet to be decided two months from now is when they're actually expecting to decide this thing. It's a case called Dobbs, and it involves a law in Mississippi. This is dropped from the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is not known for leaks. There's never been a leak before like this in the modern history of the Supreme Court. Ruth Bader Ginsburg used to talk about this all the time, about the secretive nature of that institution. This leak is a political hit job. What they are trying to do is that you've got people on the inside, whether it's clerks or people tied to clerks. A lot of people think that this might be Sotomayor, but it also might be something even wider. And we need to make sure that the communication systems within the Supreme Court are secure. But the fact of the matter is something leaked out. It made its way to Politico. And what they're saying is that currently there is a five to four a five to four majority on that court for over, fully overturning Roe v. Wade. And this decision with a majority writ, uh, opinion written by Sam Alito, Justice Alito, is a full-throated repudiation of abortion. Because keep in mind, the decision of Roe v. Wade placed abortion all the way up as empowered as high as the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech, the right to bear arms, freedom of religion. Nowhere in the Bill of Rights does it say anything about abortion. And so what do we do with laws like that? Well, we usually send it back to the states. And you let the states vote in a democratic process how they see fit on those issues. Yet that's not what Roe v. Wade did. What Roe v. Wade did was nine justices, it was a 7-2 decision, so really just seven justices, all men, by the way, for the folks who don't like to say that men can be involved in this, they said that we are gonna take the decision out of your hands, we're gonna put it to the court. 
and a court's going to decide something for the entire country. And the left has been doing this for 50 years. They've been going to the courts to get their decisions because they know they're not popular at the ballot box and they know it's not going to win when they put it up to a vote. That's why they fight so hard for Supreme Court justices. I explained all this when it came to the basis of Ketanji Brown Jackson and her recent nomination for office. This leak was done as an operation to stall, to put pressure, to use leaking tactics on those five justices. This is the fight for life. I saw some people saying this is the hill to die on. I disagree with that. This is not the hill to die on. This is the hill to live on. Leaking a Supreme Court draft decision is as damaging to our republic, damaging to democracy, as a U.S. general calling up communist China and warning them of impending American military action. You know, the way that General Milley said that he was going to. These people need to be found, they need to be arrested, they need to be prosecuted. And that decision, by the way, at this point, if that thing's out, the justices need to understand. For the credibility of your institution to survive, you must stick with this decision. The five cannot switch their votes. If anything, Chief Justice Roberts, if he actually wants to do the thing that he was appointed to do, could go ahead and vote to uphold it and stand for what makes legal sense. And they should issue that decision right now. Don't wait two months. Don't drag this out. We know where it's going. We know where everyone stands. Come out right now, today, this week, issue the decision. The Department of Homeland Security has created a department designed to combat disinformation. You have to wonder what is coming next. Free speech is under attack. And that's why I am proud that Human Events is partnering with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider, and they are passionate about free speech and your constitutional rights. They offer the same nationwide protection as the major carriers, so get the same service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating these attempts to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responders. Go to PatriotMobile.com POSO and use the free activation with promo code POSO. Veterans and first responders, you save even more, so make the switch today. It's time to support companies that love America, love you, share your values. Go to PatriotMobile.com POSO. That's PatriotMobile.com POSO. So we're talking a lot about the Supreme Court today, and we've got a story, another story coming out of the court. This is a decision that's actually already been issued. So as opposed to the abortion issue, which and I want to go back and explain that just to make sure that everybody clearly understands what's going on. Roe v. Wade has not yet been overturned. It might be overturned. It looks like it's going to be overturned, but the decision has not been issued. That's why this leak is so damaging and disruptive to the process. If you said that stopping electors was a conspiracy against the republic, the way that people said about January 6th, then you must also agree that anyone involved in leaking a Supreme Court decision 
of this magnitude is just as bad as those January 6 detainees. And every single one of these conspirators, if you're a lawyer, if you're a clerk, if you're a roommate, if you're someone who had access to that system and pulled this thing out, you belong in jail right next to those January 6 detainees. Because keep in mind, they're in there for the crime of walking inside the U.S. Capitol uninvited. But another story that just came out was actually reported and decided. So this is a separate case. The Supreme Court ruled on Monday that the city of Boston, Massachusetts was in violation of the First Amendment when it declined to fly the flag of a Christian group outside of City Hall. This is from the Post Millennial. While they were perfectly amenable to flying the flags of other outside groups, the decision was unanimous. 9-0, baby. 9-0. We got a 9-0 in there. The decision for Shirtlift versus City of Boston was penned by Justice Breyer, who actually resigned earlier this year, but he's still sitting on the bench pending the swearing-in of Biden's approved nominee, Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Breyer wrote, When the government encourages diverse expression by creating a form for debate, the First Amendment prevents it from discriminating against speakers based on their viewpoint. But when the government speaks for itself, the First Amendment does not demand airtime for all. After all, the government must be able to promote a program or espouse a policy in order to function. The line between a forum for private expression and the government's own speech is important, but it is not always clear. This case concerns a flagpole outside Boston City Hall. For years, Boston has allowed private groups to request the use of the flagpole to raise flags of their choosing. As part of this program, Boston approved hundreds of requests to raise dozens of flags. The city did not deny a single request to raise a flag until 2017, when a group called Camp Constitution asked to fly a Christian flag. The city of Boston refused. At that time, Boston admits it had no written policy limiting the use of the flagpole based on the content of the flag. The parties dispute whether on these facts Boston reserved the pole to fly flags that communicate government messages or instead opened the flagpole for citizens to express their own views. Boston, if the former is the case, Boston is free to choose uh, without the constraints of the First Amendment. If the latter, the free speech clause prevents Boston from refusing a flag based on its viewpoint. I would go even further. I would go even further because the government at this point is now refusing to fly a flag based on someone's religious preference. And let's cut through it all, right? Let's cut through what Breyer is saying. He's using all this flowery language. He's using a lot of legal rhetoric here, various terms of art. We understand what's going on. The city of Boston didn't want to fly a flag because it was Christian, because it was flown by supporters of Jesus Christ. Last time I checked, the majority religion in the United States. But what's been going on since really the 1960s? It's been the systematic eradication, excommunication of God and Christ from the public square. They want all images, references, symbols, and history of where our moral values come from taken away from civic life. That's why they want people to get rid of the Ten Commandments. Even though, obviously, many of our laws, the basis of our understanding of law, is the Ten Commandments. They want to get rid of all of it. Why is this? Because when you take away 
a society's moral core. An American society had a Christian moral core. All the way up through the 1960s, and we just talked about Roe v. Wade, right? The taking away of that decision, the ability of a people to decide whether or not they wanted to have abortion or not have abortion in their state. When American history is replete, and Alito mentions this in his draft document, that American history is replete with criminalization of abortion. That's the history of abortion law in this country. You know, whether you like it or not, that's the history. And so for the majority of American history, that's been the case when it comes to abortion. Not in the Constitution, it's not a state constitution, it's been outlawed, it's been criminalized. That's just history. Why is that? That's because of the moral center based on Christian values. And I'm not even making a normative argument here that it should be based on Christian values. Though, what can I say? I'm Christian. That's what, I'm, that's what I want. That's also been the history of the country. But I'm describing what the history of this country has been and what made America so successful was executing and running a country based on those values. So good job on this decision, Supreme Court. I got a message for all the fellows out there. And, you know, of course, for the ladies who've got a fella in your life. Are you interested in getting a brand of boxers that has been battle tested by special forces? And if so, you gotta go with Undertack. I wear them when I'm hiking. I wear them when I'm skiing. I wear them to the, uh, to the gym. These are the greatest boxers ever made because they cover all the bases. Undertack is made with high quality material. It's antibacterial, it's anti-pilling, it's moisture wicking. So you stay fresh and dry all day long. They come with a sturdy, extra comfortable, extra wide waistband, and the fly design actually makes sense. Undertack is durable, ultralight, fade resistant, and shrink resistant. Here is the best part. They are almost 30% less than the competition. Go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com, U-N-D-E-R-T-A-C. They are running a special offer this month. You buy three, you get one free with promo code POSO. That's P-O-S-O. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. This is a great American company that is unapologetically pro-America, pro-two-way, and pro-military. Buy three, get one free today at getundertack.com, promo code POSO. The DHS has directly released at least 836,000 aliens into the United States since January 21st. Then you add the 207,000 unaccompanied alien children, UACs. And then your Border Patrol estimates somewhere from 200 to 400,000 gotaways, in other words, encounters that uh, are not evade apprehension. So and, does that and gotaways have been a challenge? From the beginning, yeah. From the beginning. For... But that, that matches your numbers roughly? I believe so. So that's all without Title 42 in place. I mean, with Title 42 in with place, Title 42. when it's removed, you're going to see more numbers. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but shouldn't this be the biggest story in the entire country? Yeah, I know there's a lot going on. Obviously, Roe v. Wade, that's the largest moral story and very interesting from a legal and historical perspective. Sure, 100%. But what do they say? We can walk and chew gum. The secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, the same guy who, by the by, is setting up the disinformation board, the Bureau of Disinformation on us, calling up, giving a little ringy-ding-ding to Nina Yankovic, who's going to be in charge of this, admitting 800 
36,000 illegal immigrants into the United States since January of this year. That's almost a million people. That's unsustainable. That's unsustainable for any country. This has nothing to do with warfare, the refugees in Ukraine. This has nothing to do. This is economic migrants. That's what it is. It's people coming because they want to be in our system and they want to be part of our system. I get that. I applaud that. My wife is an immigrant, all right? She got out of the Soviet Union to come here and participate in this country legally. You cannot have that many people pouring over your border and not understand what's going on and have a serious country. How does this happen? How does a serious country get to, do you think China would allow this? Do you think Russia would allow this? Ukraine certainly wouldn't allow this. Poland, Hungary, Germany, go down the, well, maybe France. Go down the list. No serious country who cares about their sovereignty would allow this to happen. Your country is sovereign when you have sovereign borders. The Prime Minister of Poland said this recently when they were getting into it with Belarus over the same issue, over illegal migrants. And he said, the borders of our country are sacred. Our borders are insoluble, and that is a sacred border. It is the right of our sovereignty. It is the basis upon which all other facets of our law represent. Who are these people? Who are the 836,000? Well, many of them are people who are victims of human trafficking. That's the part of this that people don't talk about. That when you get brought up, right, just when I said that that leak from the the, uh, Supreme Court was an operation, this is an operation. This is industrial level human and child trafficking across the southern border. You got cartels involved, you got coyotes involved, you've got drugs that are a huge part of this, fentanyl. And we as a country sit back and we allow our secretary to go up on TV, admit this, admit this is going on in the United States of America. And you don't hear senators calling for hearings. You don't hear the House calling for hearings. It's treated as, oh, that's, you know, just some, just some data. Where are all the COVID people on this, by the way? Have all these people been tested? Are they vaccinated? Do they have their little QR codes? What's going on with that? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Joke. That's what this is. That's a complete joke. No serious country would run themselves like this. That's why they say, you know, you know, when you look at some of this stuff, they used to call it, um, uh, you know, I, and I don't want to express a level of, of fatalism here because we can, these are decisions, ladies and gentlemen. These are decisions and policies that were made by people in charge and we can change those decisions and we can change the people who were in charge. If you want to go out there and fight for sovereign borders, if you want to go out there and fight to protect your country, you can do so. That's what actual representation in our republic is all about. 
A source inside the federal government has come forward to reveal suspected terrorists are roaming freely inside the United States following the Biden administration's exit strategy in Afghanistan and the government's initiative to shelter fleeing refugees, known as Operation Allies Welcome. We are conducting thorough scrutiny, security screening. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. Meet Anwar Halak Wahidi, who is classified as a Category 15 threat by the Department of Homeland Security for having used explosives or arms. Category 15 falls under the Tier 1 threat level, which is labeled as armed and dangerous. Documents further reveal he was only added to the terrorist watch list after already being admitted into the U.S. on October 17, 2021, under Operation Allies Welcome. Wahidi applied the next day for his two-year work visa and 10 days later, it was approved. So how many times did we talk about this? In the Biden administration's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, those unindelible images that you saw of human beings holding on for dear life to airplane tires and wings, the manifold of the airframe, taking off into air and then falling to their death. Those are the images of this administration. Those are the images of this regime. And we said at the time, you need to leave the refugees, the people on those planes in the region. You need to set up an area for extreme vetting. Every single person that's going on those flights needs to be vetted, not just biometrics, no, an actual serious check who is coming in, that's number one. And then number two, you do it over there. You don't bring it here. How many times did we say this here? How many times did we say it on War Room? If there's one thing the Middle East has plenty of, it's land, okay? <laughs> plenty of land, and you've got some of the richest countries in the world. You, you understand how much money Qatar has? Dubai? Saudi Arabia? They have all the money in the world. They can set these people up for success. They can take care of them. And more to the point, if there are any issues of people who are known or suspected terrorists, then they can be locked up. But we didn't do that because as I said before, we are not a serious country anymore. And I want you to understand that. And I want you to center your mind on that that we are not acting like a serious country would act. We are operating on 10 different levels. You can't even find, by the way, it's very interesting. You can't actually find who is the one person who's in charge of the US government. Isn't that interesting? You track down any one of these things and then people start passing the buck and they say, you know, who hired Nini Yankovic? Won't even give you an answer. What exactly is her job? They won't tell you. What does she have authority to do? They won't tell you. Who is the authority to let people in like this? Who's supposed to be watching it? Well, it seems like they know, yet no one does anything about it. Nobody cares. When I was in the IC, I looked at stuff like this. And when you start asking questions, you're told to stop asking questions. You're told to shut up. You're told to stop talking. You're told that you're, you are becoming a problem by asking these questions. That's what I was told when I was in the IC. And so why aren't we tracking these people? If we know they're there, we know their problems, why don't we pick them up? Why did you let the Boston bombers come into the country, fly without a passport, come back when we'd already been warned by the Russians that these guys were a problem? 
It's how we run our country, folks. It's how we run our country. And that's all the time we have for Human Events Daily today. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normal friends, and leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I am down in Nashville today. I'll be on the Candace Show. Uh, comes out later this week. We're taping today. But before I go, what do we talk about today? The leaked draft revealing the Supreme Court is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. Also in the Supreme Court, a unanimously 9-0 ruling about a Christian flag in Boston. DHS admitting over 800,000 illegal aliens released to the United States this year so far, and then Veritas admitting that known terrorists are in the U.S. following the Afghan withdrawal. Before we go, it's time for today's history break. 1791, today, the Constitution of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth was signed. A state in Central Eastern Europe between Russia and Germany to prevent the outbreak of war from occurring. It'd be amazing if we could have something like that again today. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.